Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast for this week. My name's Simon on behalf of my wife Maria and I and the whole Everyone Church fam. Welcome to our podcast. Hope you're doing well. If you're new or visiting, make sure you check out our website, everyonechurch.com.au. You can find out more about our church and we're meeting weekly in person. Come and visit us, but uh, we hope uh, you could be part of our journey in some way. As we began our year, we've been sharing around this thought of the principle of little by little. And it's from Exodus chapter 23, where God says he will deliver the promised land to the Israelites a little at a time. You think that he'd just do it all at once. But no, he says, I'm not going to do this all at once. I'm going to do it a little at a time. Let's read it from Exodus 23, verse 29 to 30. It's God speaking through Moses. And he says, but I will not drive them out and them being the enemies that were occupying the promised land. He says, But I will not drive them out in a single year, because the land will become desolate, and the wild animals would multiply and threaten you. Verse 30, which is kind of like our focus verse, it says, I will drive them out a little at a time until your population has increased enough to take possession of the land. Now, if you missed our first part of this kind of teaching theme, uh, it was the start of February. Make sure you go back and listen on the podcast or check out our online service for the month of March where I will be resharing that teaching, which uh, will kind of help you set up things for the year and uh, and understand where we're heading with some of this. But I believe that this is a real in-season word for us as a church and hopefully for you individually that it encourages you on your walk with the Lord because there's a lot of things that God does in a moment. Uh, God is an end suddenly God. Don't like, don't get me wrong here. He, you know, like look at the Christian life. You know, in a moment of faith in Christ, in the moment of crying out in Jesus' name, uh, your sins are forgiven. In a moment, you are born again. In a moment, the Holy Spirit takes residence in your heart. Right, and there are a lot of things that happen in a moment, but there is also a multitude of things that happen a little at a time. Little by little, right? Little by little, I learn the ways of Jesus. Little by little, I continue to repent of my ways. Little by little, I I learn to listen to the Holy Spirit, okay? And little by little, God gave the promised land to his people. And we're all on a little by little journey. Uh, Even our church is on a little by little journey. New person by new person, coffee by coffee, meal by meal, prayer by prayer, tier by tier, unity by unity, heading towards where God is leading us. So today I want to continue in that vein and talk about moving little by little in the way of love. Little by little in the way of love. Now love is a big topic and in every way a foundational topic. Like everything we do as Christians starts and ends with love. Uh, and everything we do as a church community starts and ends with love. Uh, I mean, look at our church values. We have four core values at Everyone Church. One of them is we follow Jesus. Well, we follow him because we love him. Not because of culture or family relationships. No, it's because we love him. And we love him because he first loved us, right? Or or, or another one of our values is, is we lean in the faith friendships. Well, we lean in the faith friendships because we love one another. Friendships are founded on love. Uh, this is a church community founded on love, not opportunity or to fulfill my insecurity, no, love. 
Love that is selfless. Love that is willing to be inconvenienced. Love that talks to, not just about or behind or around, no. Love that is bold enough to talk to a person, right? Love that isn't just there to get something, but that is there to give and there to contribute. You know, like how how are you being a great faith friend if you're just there to get? No, you're there to 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 give, right? And we love each other because God first loved us. Okay? Or or look at discipleship. We engage in discipleship with love. Discipleship is about a journey of love, not a journey of performance or a journey toward leadership or ladder climbing. No. Come on now. It's actually a journey towards servanthood in love. This is the pattern that Jesus set. He set the pinnacle of spiritual maturity was when he 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 took off his robe and grabbed a bucket and washed his disciples' feet as an act of service. Come on now. That's that's the example that we're following here. That's where we're heading, in love. Or even the thought of living mission-minded, because we love God and others and God's cause in the earth. It's not just about a need or a longing to be seen as effective. No, we love others, and we want to see them in heaven. We want to obey God. So all things... There's so many things that just, it it filters through this love thing, right? And our core scripture today that I just want to sit on and and talk through bit by bit here is in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. This is an amazing couple of verses. Listen to this. Paul says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love. Following the example of Christ, he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Little by little in the way of love. Let's read these two verses in the English Standard Version. It says this, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love. I love that. Walk in love as Christ loved us. And gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The Apostle Paul says, walk in love. Live a life filled with love. You know, it's funny, I have two sons. We, we have three children, for those who might not know us here. But uh, we have two boys and a new little girl named Anastasia. But my, my boys, Elliot, who's five, Roger, who's about to turn three, um, it's funny, they both walk very differently because Elliot, he's like a bit of a like a skinnier kid. Um, he, he's just always been that way. Uh, he's got a bit of a, like a strut when he walks. He probably gets it from me. Like He often is, is referred to as like a mini-me or whatever. Roger, he, he's a little bit thicker. And uh, so his it's like more work for him to move his legs around. And, you know, how, this is funny when you see them walk. You're like... Wow, they walk a little bit different, you know, and and they run a little bit different. It's just different kids, you know, and it's how we walk in life is noticeable, you know, and I'm not just talking about physically walking. I'm also talking about how we carry ourselves. Uh, this in Ephesians, Paul, the apostle Paul uses this Greek word peripateo. It's like a word that, that means walk, but it's also like how you carry yourself, and he uses it all throughout Ephesians. But all of us. Um, we have a way that we walk, how we respond, how we think, what we think. Um, and Paul is saying to walk in love. To walk in love is a humbling journey <laughs> in many ways. Uh, but the question I have today is, uh, love according to who? 
This is really important because many people today walk in a version of love that is not God's version of love. The world says love is a feeling, love is sexually orientated, love is what I get. Love is love, love is a virtue, love is positive thinking. Love has kind of been watered down to like cultural sentimentality. Uh, It's just a sentiment, like a hashtag, uh, love, you know, illy in a text message or something. But the Apostle Paul, he says that we are to not just walk in any form of love. No, he says to walk in Christ-like love. In verse 2 of Ephesians 5, it says, walk in love as Christ loved us. That's a huge distinction. Uh, And this is the little by little journey we are on toward love in a Christ-like way. You know, the foundation of our walk of love is based upon the love of Christ. And I just mentioned before about how my son Elliot, he kind of walks like me, struts like me, and Roger walks like me in a way too, because they're my children, right? And Paul says here, he says, as God's children, walk in love as Christ loved. Listen, Christians, you are God's child. We can't allow ourselves to live in the world's version of love. We are called to live in Christ-like love. And this is a little by little journey because it can be difficult, right? It's about dying to myself. (laughs) And I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. Paul says, be imitators of God, walk in love, love like Christ. Now, what does Christ-like love look like? Well, it tells us right there in verse 2. It says, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, and I'm focusing on the English Standard Version here. It says, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So first and foremost, we learn here from these scriptures that Christ-like love is selfless. It's a sacrificial love. Christ gave himself up for us. That's Christ-like love. We, we're we t- not talking about a love that is self-focused. It's about what I can get or rather than what I can give. No, no, that isn't Christ-like love. Christ-like love is selfless. It's giving. It's laying down of my pride. You know, I, I, I've heard even uh, Christian quote-unquote thinkers who have been kind of perpetuating this version of love that is sneakily me-centered. Like, hear me out. Like, we, I don't know. We need to love ourselves. Don't get me wrong here. We, we need boundaries. We need to look after our mental health, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we got to be careful that we don't buy into this kind of pseudo love that's not self-sacrificing or selfless at all. It's all about me in its heart, right? And I think the litmus test for Christ-like love are questions like, am I willing to be inconvenienced? Um, am I always wanting things my way? Do my feelings dictate my actions? Or, or here's a big one. How do I respond when I'm right and they're wrong? When I know that I'm not in the wrong here? I think those kind of love tests are, are quite telling, right? And I've found in my Christian journey that God is more interested in producing love out of me than he is in helping me feel justified and right. Sometimes God takes you through interesting journeys to produce fruit out of your life, love out of your life, to show you a way of walking that is His way, not just your way. 
Oh, but they said this. Oh, but they treated me like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Right there, that's a test, right? What would love do? In fact, what would Christ-like love do? How would Christ-like love respond? And also, you know, Christ-like love is not weak. It's founded on principle and truth, right? It's not this wavering, flaky, you know, one day I'm this, one day I'm... No, no, no. It's he, The Bible described Jesus as... as, as full of grace and truth, okay? He, he was a man of, of conviction and, and, and unwavering, right? Uh, but we're all on this journey, little by little, in the way of Christ-like love. Christ's love is selfless. Now, what else defines Christ-like love? Well, we continue reading in verse 2 of Ephesians 5. It says, And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. So it's selfless. It's self-sacrificing. And then it says, it was a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. A fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So Christ's love is not only selfless and, and giving, but it's also unto God and it's obedient. Christ-like love has an order to it. It's aimed toward God. You know, where in contrast, the world's love is aimed towards self gratification and self-experience and self-exaltation. Christ-like love is aimed towards God-exaltation. It says, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to who? To culture? To leadership? To, no, it says to God. To God, right? And Jesus' life was completely focused on this. He said in John 14, 31, but I will do what the Father requires of me so that the world will know that I love the Father. Jesus displayed his love for the Father by his obedience. You know, and then in the Trinity, we see this, this love that is expressed in order. It's like the Father reveals plans to the Son, the Son obeys, right? And here's where we kind of come into this. The Son reveals the Father's plans to his disciples, to you and me, and then the disciples obey, and the Holy Spirit comes and counsels us and empowers us to live in a way that is Christ-like and obedient to Him. This is what this little-by-little little journey is in the way of love. It looks like obedience. You know, the world and my flesh, they look for outward results, right? But God is looking for obedience, from the inside out, obedience toward Him. Jesus said again in John 15, 9 and 10, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. So if your only obedience is towards yourself and your needs and your cravings and your hobbies and your gratification and your opinion which we've learned a little bit about over those last seven days as we've been doing prayer and fasting. When you fast something, you learn very quickly just how much you crave certain things, right? Well, if it's all about what you want, then maybe your version of love looks a little bit more like the world's than it does look like Christ's. What about your walk of love is a pleasing aroma to God? A pleasing aroma. You know, have you ever been around a smelly person? Now, I can't think of anybody in our church that's smelly, okay? So I just want to clarify that. But Or someone who wears a really strong perfume. There's no one in our church that's like that either. So I just want to clarify so nobody gets offended. But look, 
I find certain aromas triggering, like for memories, like for example, the smell of coffee and donuts just reminds me of Tim Hortons in Canada, or the smell of Old Spice reminds me of my dad. And what what does your love smell like? I'm not talking about Lynx Africa here. I'm talking about how you how the fragrance you leave in the world around you. What aroma? is your walk of love leaving behind? Criticism, dishonor, self-justification, or obedience to God? Living for His approval, not just mine or others. Uh, like Imagine that. Imagine living like a person who cares more about what God thinks than what others think. Imagine being part of a community of people who treat each other in a way that is God-approved. It's, it's, I'm treating others in such a way because I want how I treat them to be a sweet fragrance to God. Not just self-serving or ladder climbing or brown nosing. No. no. And it, look, if you just joined our church, which we do have lots of new people, and the truth is everybody in our church is new in the scheme of things because we're a new church. But if, if, you're, if you're here with baggage and criticism and, and thinking that we're going to be the answer to all of your past church hurts, can I just encourage you to go to God, get godly wisdom, leave it at the door. We're all on a little by little journey here to in the way of love, okay? We should put it on the door. Hey, we're journeying towards love here. We're not on a little by little journey of pastor bashing or, or, or church bagging out. No, no, no. We're walking in the way of love. That's what we're here to do. Imagine being a person who is so mission-minded, because of their love for God and His purposes in the earth. You know, you think about our my mission card that we handed out last week. This is a love commitment. You know, committing to the cause of Christ is a love commitment. It's not a guilt commitment. It's not a, a, a manipulation commitment. No, no, it's a love commitment. And I want to encourage you today. I don't know where you're at in your journey, but let's journey in the little by little way of Christ-like love. Walking in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a pleasing aroma and sacrifice to God. Amen. Well, as we close today, let me pray for you. Let's, let's recommit ourselves towards the journey, the little by little journey toward Christ-like love. Not the little by little journey away from that. No, toward that. And maybe you're not a Christian today. Maybe you've been uh, walking away from Christ. Can I encourage you to turn your life back to him? Get in contact with us Come and see us on a Sunday. We'd love to help you on that journey of walking toward Christ and walking in Christ-like love. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your example of love. I thank you that your way of love is the way of love because you made it. You designed it. You are love. And I thank you, Lord, that we can walk in that way. And Lord, we just make a fresh commitment today to walk in love. Lord, we, we make a fresh commitment to Walk in a way that is selfless and walk in a way that is unto God, wanting to please you. Lord, I pray that every element of our lives would please you, the seen and the unseen. Lord, we lay down anything that we need to lay down. Lord, we ask you to help us and heal us in areas where we have not been walking in Christ-like love. And we commit this next week and this next season to you for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well. We hope you have an amazing week. Hope you can join us next week for church. And uh, come, come along. Come on. Let's enjoy the journey together. And let's, little by little, walk in love. Have a great week.